Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Joe Pugh for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I didn't think I'd be seeing this man here in cold Leeds a couple of weeks out from Christmas, but I'm joined by Ammo Williams, fresh after his victory in Phoenix. How are you, mate? I'm feeling great, man. I got to come up here. It's good to be a part of a fight week when you ain't got a fight, you know what I'm saying? You don't have that same stress and pressure of uh, performance. So it's great to be here and just getting some uh, media done and building up this fight with Cash. Is this your first time here in Leeds? I know you've been in the UK before. You fought at the O2, but first time up north here, it's very cold. First time up north. I mean, I don't know how far Newcastle, how far is Newcastle from here? Newcastle's even higher. Even higher up the country. So, hey, so I've been higher. I've been higher, but I've never been in Leeds. I've never been in Leeds, no. Okay, let's get straight to it then. Felix Cash, this is why you're here. It's creating a lot of hype, and I feel like Eddie flying you over is kind of making this hype a whole lot bigger. <laughs> so, <laughs> how did the fight get brought up? Like, when did you first hear about Felix as a potential opponent for next year? Well, you know what? After I fought Kyron Conway, Felix had some words for me, and uh, when I seen that, I was like, oh, this is actually a huge fight. So, a lot of times when fighters call me out and stuff, I know they're just trying to get some attention, but... With him, I say, you know what, I'm going to pursue this because it's a big fight to make. He's another top 10 fighter. He's with Matchroom. It's easy to make. It's something that I wouldn't just be talking for somebody and it would be empty. You know, we actually can make the fight happen. So that's when I start pursuing it. I let uh, Eddie Hearn know I was truly interested in the fight. Let Kevin Rooney know I was truly interested in the fight. And then, uh, yeah, we all just pushed on. And they talked with uh, Felix' team, and he was truly interested in the fight. So, yeah, we here now. We, I got my fight last uh, on Saturday to, uh, you know, just get a little tune-up in, and he getting this fight now. So as long as he take care of business, the business is good. The last time he fought was in February at Alexandra Palace on the undercard of his stablemate, John Ryder, beating Danny Jacobs. He's had a long bout of inactivity. So are you interested to see how he performs and how he shapes off that ring rust on Saturday night? Yeah, like I, I said to everybody, I ain't really paying this fight too much attention because it's not going to tell me the truth. He came in 166 pounds, so he's nowhere near fight weight. Like, he's not... It's not going to be a true showing of what he'll be at 160. So I'm just pulling for him to win the fight, which it sounds so contradicting. But, I mean, I ha- he has to win for us to fight. So I'm just hoping that that weight and is not a reflection of being um, non-focused. It's not a reflection of being, uh, you know, non-disciplined. Which it actually is. It definitely is. But I just hope that he has enough experience to still pull the fight off. Because if he loses this fight, he fumble in a major bag. And we don't need that to happen. You certainly don't either. Because that is going to be a massive fight. Talk to me. You're big in the US. He's big in the UK. It's a real trade fight. Do you think 
Do you have any indication where this fight's going to take place? I don't have any indication. I think it's going to fall down to uh, the big cards that Matchroom has coming up in the early part of next year. And uh, if we have a slot to be a main event. So we, we've been talking, me and Matchroom and DAZN have been talking today about potentially making this a main event, especially with the buzz that it's getting right now. We continue to build the fight. It's a potential there. So, you know, if it comes down to that, we're just going to have to talk and negotiate where it would be fair to have the fight. I think somewhere neutral would be cool. But, I mean, I show so much love to the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom shows so much love to me. I have... If it has to land here, I'll do it here. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's a disadvantage, but I just think about things differently. I, I'll be able to turn it into an advantage for myself, um, being able to take him out in front of his own people. Well, you know what I'm saying? So either way it goes, no matter where it is, no matter what time it is, ammo is going to be ready. I know you only flew in today, but you've been around the Josh Warrington uh, weigh-in. Obviously, Felix Cash getting weighed himself. You've just done the Matchroom podcast. Are you surprised how big and how much talk there is around this fight? And it's a completely different fight week. Yeah, that's that's kind of nuts. I ain't going to lie, because it seemed like everybody buzzing, everybody talking about this fight right now. In a hotel, everywhere I go, people are talking about this fight between me and Felix Cash. And I think it's because... Um, the middleweight division needs a spark, and it's definitely me. I'm the guy that's fighting four times, five times a year. I'm the guy that constantly takes hard fights. I'm the guy that constantly fights guys that have people, so if people have stuff to talk about, not just he's just fighting another guy. So I'm bringing a life back to this sport. I'm bringing a life back to this division, and it's just a testament to uh, – how much I've been doing in the sport to be able to come here on a show that's completely not mine and still have so much talk around me fighting next. That's amazing, and I don't take it for granted. I'm very thankful for it. Felix Cash's most notable win to date is over Denzel Bentley, who had a really good showing against Janibek after just a couple of fights later the next year. Have you watched that fight between Cash and Bentley, and what did you take from it? I think he landed a good shot on Bentley and... Uh, he jumped on him fast enough to get a stoppage. I, I, I honestly wasn't, like, overly impressed. To be honest, I really wasn't. I've seen so much. I've been in the ring with so many guys, and uh, I've seen so many, like, superstar performances that I think, yeah, that was a good fight for him. It was a good win for him, but it wasn't uh, – Denzel Bentley was complaining to the ref after. Like, he kind of was like, like, I'm still ready. So it wasn't like a devastating knockout or something he can't walk. If you go look at me beat Cordell Booker, Cordell gets up and he tries to walk. He can't walk. You know, stuff like that. That makes me say, like, okay, he hurt the guy. But if, if a ref jumps in and a fighter immediately, like, oh, what, what happened? That don't give me that feeling of, like, a superstar performance. It just don't. You know. Is there any beef between you two? Because I know it's a final eliminator or an eliminator for a world title, but is it there a little bit of personal beef between the two of you? Yeah, I like to make it. I, I like to, you know, he started it off. He started it off with the tweets and the calling me names and all that. You know, I, I'm i not threatened by him, so I, everything I'm doing to him is just me 
I'm honestly just getting under his skin because I'm not threatened by him at all. So to even call it beef, I wouldn't even. I just seen him down in the lobby and it wasn't nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, I'm going to beat. You know, you know I'm going to destroy you. You know it's just a matter of time. So don't throw this fight. Don't try to find your way out. Don't get another tummy ache. Don't do none of that because I'm coming. Yeah, I'm really here. I'm here in your vicinity and your space to beat you and to show you that I really want to fight you. So it ain't even really beef. It's like on my part, it's really action. For him, he was tweeting and saying all this stuff online. For me, I'm right here. I'm right here in his face. You know what I'm saying? So... He gonna get it. He gonna get it. He gonna get it bad. You say you're here on his face. Will you be facing off of him in the ring tomorrow night if Felix gets the job done? Yeah, he, him and his team say I they I shouldn't come too close because he'll throw a punch or whatever. But that'll be a mistake for him on his part to do something like that. You know, at the end of the day, we professional. I want to get up there and say what I gotta say. He can say what he has to say. But if he decides to cross the line and throw a punch. Or something like that. I'm not gonna box him. I don't. I can fight for real. I can fight, fight, fight. So he don't trust me. He don't, he don't want that. He him and his team should reconsider that. You know. <laughs> I've got to ask you then. Uh, his trainer, obviously Tony Sims, one of his former world champions, Darren Barker. You had a little exchanging of words today, right? So I've heard about it. But I haven't seen it. So, what, what exactly happened on this happened on this matchroom uh, broadcast? Darren Barker just was trying to protect his guy's name. That's all. You know, he felt the loyalty of the Tony Sim stable, and he just wanted to, uh, you know, he just wanted to try to get in my head. I guess he was emotional. He got uh, frustrated or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I said things that was factual, and he said things that was hypothetical, so it really didn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, he he's just another person. He's just another skeptic. So I was just laughing, and, and he he's nothing to really even focus on. I'll punch him in the mouth, too, to be honest. I'll knock him out, too. If he wants some problems, yeah, I'll knock him out, too. So they both can get it. Anybody in Tony Sims' whole stable can get it. That whole stable can get it. Tony Sims can get it, too. <laughs> Tony Sims can get it, too. So you've come to Leeds, and now you're taking a whole stable of fighters. Yeah, man, that's ammo style, man. We we take we go at whole stables. We out here by myself. I'm out here by myself. But, no, in all seriousness, you know, when it comes down to the sport and it comes down to people and their, uh, it comes down to uh, their stable mates and stuff like that, people get protective over their, over their fleet. You know what I'm saying? So I totally understand that. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm gonna still continue to speak facts and say uh, what's true. You know, that's all I can do. One hundred percent. I just want to touch on you something a bit more serious. Um, You've been on some really big cars now on Matchroom and pushing you. You've been on the Canelo card. You've been on Chocolatito versus Estrada three most recently. How does that feel to just be pushed as a high, high level prospect moving into contendership now from such a big promotional platform? It feels great, man. It's just a constant testament to hard work. It's a Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing, they pay attention to the fighters that are hungry, that continuously work hard and don't stop. They pay attention to that. 
I'm constantly telling Eddie I want to fight. I'm constantly sending him messages saying, give me harder fights. I'm constantly pushing for more titles. I'm constantly pushing for greatness, not only for myself, but for the company, you know? And I give the company respect. I give the company honor. I let them know, you know, I, I appreciate, I'm thankful, I'm grateful for it. So, you know, when it's something mutual like that, you got a fighter that wants to fight. Every time he fights, he delivers. It's easy to keep giving fights because I'm bringing something to the show. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just being a liability, I'm I'm bringing something to the show. I'm being an asset. I'm being something that people are excited to see. So since I want to fight so much and they want to fight me so much, it's just a perfect situation. Another big fight that's happening in the your division, the 160 division, in the early parts of next year is Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. Have you paid much attention to that fight? Because that could surely be a foe along the road if you get past Phoenix Cash. I think that definitely is going to be a fight out of those two. I think that fight is going to happen definitely at the end of 2023 for sure. I think that that just me and my boxing knowledge and the way things fall – I think that would be one of those two would be my next opponent or be last fight of 2023. And I respect both of them. I think they both are great fighters. Uh, like I said, Chris Eubank, I, I became a fan of him with his build up for uh, Connor Ben because that was it was exciting. It was funny. It was witty. It was cool. And uh, I like fighters that show more cerebral sides of themselves rather than just like, oh, I want to fight, blah, blah, blah. So I actually became a fan of him, and I'm excited to fight with him. Eubank, because I think the psychological warfare we can play with each other back back and forth uh, would be one that would be remembered by the boxing world. And then also, too, I respect his father. So uh, just seeing what I can learn from him in a fighter, in combat, being able to walk away, having that chip on my shoulder, I think that's that, that was something I'm excited for. Are you worried at all? Because obviously everything that happened with Conor Ben, the fallout from that, and Conor Ben is from the same stable as Felix Clash to Tony Sims Jim. Are you worried at all about that going into the fight? No, you know what? I look at, uh, I've seen so many boxers in my life. I've seen so many boxing bodies. I've seen so many ripped and shredded people. I know for sure that, uh, I know for sure that, uh, what's his name? Felix Cash. I know he's on something. I know for sure he's taking something. I know I can look at his body and tell that he's on on something. It's it's easy. I think anybody can tell. So, I mean, I just take that as a factor, something that I know is most likely going on with him. But cheaters never win. I'm telling you, cheaters never win. They never win. And uh, I believe in my abilities that I don't care if he take the greatest steroids in the world he still can't beat me. So I don't think about that stuff. We're going to have matchroom, make sure he get tested for the fight. I'm willing to get tested as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I can look at his body and tell he's definitely – if he's not on something right now, he's been on cycles of things before. It's just it's easy to – I can tell easily, bro. I've been around the boxing game. I've been around boxers so long. I've been around – I've been training. I've personally trained people for years I've seen all types of different body types, and I've seen what drugs do to people's bodies, and he definitely is a victim of being a cheater.
Okay. Uh, big statement there. I don't really know where to go with that after that last one then. <laughs> no, <laughs> to close up. No, you got... That's real though. That's that's definitely real. I mean, his whole st- the Tony Sims camp is definitely under a lot of fire right now for what happened. But like I said, I'm not going to let that deter me from uh taking a fight with him because Look at his last fight. Look at Felix Cash's last fight. He he survived that fight. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what Barker tried to say. He survived that fight. I was there in the alley pally watching it live, and he did not think he won the fight at the end of the day. So, yeah, I'm not worried about the drugs, you know. Last one, then. Have you got a message to Felix? Get the contract signed, do the job on Saturday, and you get it on for early part 2023. Yeah, my 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 job, I mean my message to Felix Cash is to stay focused, man. Because I don't want to hear no excuses as to why you couldn't pull this fight off or you was overweight or you weren't focused. No. You need to win this fight. You need to win this fight for me. Cuz I'm the real fight. This fight you got right now, just a little exhibition match, a little sparring session. Don't mess up the money. From that, the real fight is me. Early part of 2023, you are getting taken out. I promise you. I promise you. I promise your whole team. I promise you and the whole Anthony, what's his name? Uh, Tony, Tony Sims. Sim, the whole Tony Sims stable. I promise all of y'all that I'm going to take out y'all best fighter. I promise that. Excellent. Amo, thank you very much for speaking to IFL TV. Enjoy the rest of your time here in Leeds and hopefully speak to you again soon. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate Cheers. IFL family. Sports Social Podcast Network.